Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021, and the Detroit Red Wings have just wrapped up a 4-3 overtime loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. We got some good, mostly good, a little bit of bad, but mostly good. And, and that's all you can really ask for these days. I am Detroit Sports Editor Nolan Bianchi. Today with me, as always, I've got Scotty Bentley, host of the Bentley Show. Scotty, what's going on? How's it going? All things considered, thumbs up. Hey, great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was that was one of the, the best losses we've had in a long time. So the Lightning extend their point streak against the, the Red Wings to 20 games. They're 19-0-1 in that span. That one overtime slash shootout loss came at the end of last season. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know why that's relevant right now, but I just think it's like kind of a funny thing to say. So it let's is. kind of take this from the top. Here's my initial like thought about this game, and, and we'll kind of open it up from there. This game – after uh, Tampa Bay scored to go up 2-1 in the first period, I thought was going to become a 5-1, to 6-1 to one, uh, game. That did not happen. The Detroit Red Wings clamped it down on the defending Stanley Cup champions, and there was actually a, a, a stretch of time from the uh, end of the first period until like eight minutes or 12 minutes left in the second period or the third period where – the lightning only had like six shots on net over the course of a 30 minute span. And in that time, the Detroit Red Wings were controlling the zone. They were, you know, pushing the play. They were really dictating what happened out there on the ice, which is a rare sight and an especially rare sight against a team like the lightning after going down two to one in the first period. Yeah. Big time. This was, like I said, this was such a well-executed game on so many levels. And I think that um, it's a lot more enjoyable to watch a team keep its tank in line, but see massive like glimpses of hope like tonight and where you go toe to toe. They did, like you said, this team legitimately went toe to toe and played damn good hockey for three periods against the the best team in the NHL. I mean, that's that's incredibly exciting, intriguing, and we got a point out of it, you know? We Why, not? The Red Why Wings, not? Yeah. It really took me back to, like, those 2012 to 2015, 16 days, like the whole, right. we got a point. Right. Uh, when you're just begging for the playoff streak to, like, stay alive, and you're yeah. like, we need the point. We need the point. You're just hoping that the other team didn't watch any film on Jimmy Howard getting beat five-hole. <laughs> right. You, you know? just pray <laughs> that, that there was no scouting report delivered that day. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like I said, and, and another positive thing, the Red Wings scored on that. Like, all right, now look, the, the bad. We'll get to the bad. The, the Eric Chernak goal that tied things up, like that, that was bad. He was <laughs> – there was nobody within really 25 bad. feet of him. Uh, and the puck squirts out and he goes in and, and he does what anybody I've, does. I've never seen a team scores. I've never seen a team 
just have so many still shot defensive moments. You know what I mean? Like I've never yeah. seen a team ever where you could, there's every single goal. It seems like there's just a still shot picture that goes viral of the Red Wings defense. And it's like, wow, I've never seen a team have it as often as the I, Red Wings are having it. I used to call it the uh, Adam or the, the Mickey Redmond teleprompter game when it would just right. be like, he, he gets like all excited and he's like, he just right. the freeze frame. And then he goes, Oh yeah. One, two, three, four. Red jerseys all the, all the, on the same guy. You can't, you can't do that in the NHL. You can't you know? do that in the yeah. NHL. Yeah. Um, and, and that was th- that kind of goal. But I mean, you look at that first Tampa Bay goal on the power play there were like five passes in maybe a, a second and a half. And like, that was one of the most unfair goals I've ever seen in my entire absolutely. life. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, man. Like the fact that, that, like you said, I was totally with, I never had faith that this game was going to be close. Even like going into the third, I was like, all right, well, we're go we're going into the third up a goal. Right. And it's like, all right, uh, <laughs> we're going to lose this by two. Like, you know what I mean? Like at no point did I really have faith that this was sustainable. And you're absolutely right. The the very first goal of the game uh, was ridiculous. And the fact that we were able to bounce back and still play again, toe to toe with this team is, is awesome. And the fact that Tyler Johnson scores like less than 45 seconds later. And, and like, it's the compounding (laughs) momentum that they're able to escape. Like for the rest of that first period, even, I thought they looked pretty okay given mm-hmm. given what had happened. For sure. And then you go into the locker room and they came out strong in the second. They came out really strong in the second. Um, that's a – I don't know if that's a that's a your captain being back thing or just five days of rest thing yes. or a lot of different factors that are that are equating and, and equaling what we saw. But it was it was very and extremely encouraging and something that we have uh, – I would say we definitely are not usually used to like when the momentum starts to slide, usually it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is going to get out of hand, very like Chicago, right? Like it's yeah. just going to get out of hand very quickly. This was not the case at all, even though it absolutely on paper, it absolutely should have. Uh, you mentioned the captain. I do want to talk about him to lead off the next segment because he did score a, uh, a great goal tonight. He was, he looked like the captain tonight and, that, and that's as much as I'll tease it. Uh, first, I got to talk to the, the kind folks sitting at home about rockauto.com. Hey, let's say that you went to the Red Wings game tonight and on your way home on I-75, uh, you know, you hit a, hit a pothole or whatever it is. Something happens to your car. You're sitting there on the side of the road. Scott, what do you do? Do you wait for the next day to take it into a mechanic or do you wait for uh, till you can get out and go to your local chain store or do you go? to rockauto.com on your phone and have the parts ordered before the cops even arrive or you know whoever well before (laughs) most (laughs) before before you can fix the tire or you can call somebody to help you fix the tire because that's what i would do that's definitely uh as we like to say on paper that's got to be the go-to option absolutely uh and and the reason is there there's plenty of reasons one of them is that the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Another reason is that whatever price that you get on that part on your phone at rockauto.com, you'll be saving money. I guarantee you. Uh, 
than you would if you went into the auto parts store the next day and tried to get that way. Uh, and, and really just the time saving aspect of it, you're a do it yourself, or I know you can, uh, and, and rockauto.com helps you do that. So just go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you get there, just write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts that your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. This is uh, Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice, and your dead seems to be what uh, he's mouthing. Betting on the Red Wings doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Scotty, uh, talking about the captain here, Dylan Larkin, he scored tonight. Uh, good to see you. Want to lead us off with uh, thoughts on the captain? Inject his goal straight into my veins. That was that might be the most excited I've gotten in this entire season. I'm not even kidding. The what And it started at the no call. Right. It started at him getting absolutely just clocked. And then he kind of fights back a little bit around that time, too. When when they tried to hit him on his the weak side where the injury just happened, he gets popped. He's got a bloody nose, stays out there. The captain fighting through the injury, fighting through adversity of a no call. One time for the one time back in the net, he celebrates with blood pouring out of his nose. Mm. Oh my God. Inject every single second of that minute and a half clip straight into my veins. I was so pumped. Like I said, probably the most excited I've gotten for this team all season, honestly. And uh, not only was it just a goal to snap a 12 game, you know, goalless streak, it was also obviously his first game back after missing four games as, to, as well. You don't always know what you're going to get from guys when they come back from an injury, especially when you've been kind of struggling to produce like Larkin was before he got hurt. And I think that was the on top of the emotion, like. Dylan Larkin felt like the captain of the Detroit Red Wings today. Absolutely. And uh, I'm not saying that every night doesn't feel like he's the captain. Like he, he has that kind of presence to where you felt it. We all knew it was coming. He deserves it through and through, but there are nights where you're like, dang, you could really use a little bit more out of your captain. And we even said like that game, I, I think it was the game against Nashville uh, maybe before the one he got hurt in, or I can't remember if it was exactly that one, maybe it was against Florida or something like that, but he was like starting to kind of pick it up, starting to look a little bit better, mm-hmm. uh, had two assists in that Florida series. And then the injury kind of de- derails things and he comes back. So it was nice to see him bring the energy, bring that true captain energy back into the lineup. For sure. And I, I, I truly do attest a, a lot of the team's composure. Like we talked about in segment one, two, his presence to him being out there and not only from a facilitator perspective, but just from, I I mean, how can, how can you not like, how can you not just want to go and run through a brick wall after your captain with blood pouring out of his face, puts one in the back of the net and that screams (laughs) and sallies after, right? Like, how can you, how can that, I'm sitting on my couch at home and I want to, there's no way them on the bench see that live and are like, Oh yeah. Like this is just a normal game. Like, no bro. Like that's, that's, that's what it's all about. That is the captaincy man. So like, absolutely, absolutely was a, was a massive factor in tonight. 
We got some fans in there uh, tonight, so that was nice yeah. to see as well. Dylan Larkin also had seven shots on goal. Uh, and we've talked about him as well as Phillips Adina kind of being a victim of poor shooting percentage this season. He keeps getting he keeps getting his shots up. The law of averages is going to work in his favor. It started to work in his favor a little bit tonight. Obviously, a primo chance uh, with him streaking down the left wing or, or down the right wing, rather right. Uh, a, a more prime chance than most. But these shots, as long as he's going, he's still continuing to get them off and you can feel his presence on the ice when he doesn't have the puck. Uh, I think that that all things considered, we have to, con, you know, kind of say that he's playing pretty well. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he, he looked incredible tonight, honestly, that I think even the, even the goal aside, the, that was one of the best games I think he played all year. And I think the goal, like you said, only adds to that a lot. So I think that's absolutely a, a massive factor in how they play tonight. And I think if that's a, if that's a sign of, of things going forward or what we're going to get the second half of the season, that's obviously an, an incredibly good sign. All right. Uh, so I really wish Ethan was here for this part. But I'm going to I'm going to own up to a bad take that I had heading into the season. And that is that Adam Ernie is irrelevant. I didn't, I didn't have anything against Adam Ernie as a person. I just I didn't even think he was like I, I couldn't even bring myself to say I thought he was a bad hockey player or anything like that. Like he was just like kind of non-existent. He had like five points in 55 games last season. Uh, but I do think that he deserves some props, some recognition for the way that he's played this season after such a bad year last year. I'm not saying he's not replaceable. Uh, if you look at what like Sveshnikov or Smith have done points wise in a limited sample size, they've either matched it or exceeded it. Um, so I understand that, you know, that there's frustration with him playing in the lineup outside of those guys. But I, I, I was really of the opinion that he does not have a future in any way on this team. I'm starting to reverse course on that because when I see Adam Ernie this season, seven points in 19 games, three goals and four assists or four goals and three, whatever it is. I kind of am starting to think to myself, like maybe he does have a future on this team. Some might even say that three goals and four assists on an awful, awful hockey team like the Detroit Red Wings is pretty good mm-hmm. while getting fourth line minutes. And so while we, I, I think one of the things that needs to be addressed uh, maybe amongst this podcast or even amongst the whole Red Wings fan base is that, while I think a lot of people see him as this like expendable stopgap. Uh, he's only there to, to hold the place until next year. I don't necessarily know that that's the case. I think that I think that's the reason why Steve Eiserman has stuck with him because of the fact that three, you know, seven points in 19 games for a fourth line player. Hell yeah. Sign me up for that. A guy that can play on your power play. I, like, look, I know it's not ideal. Adam Murdy's on the power play, but he has produced this season as a fourth liner. And I think, you know, I'm not saying that Adam Murdy is the, the best player in the world, but I do think he has a future as a, as a bottom six forward on this team and he's shown that he can produce this season uh, after a bad year last year. So I don't know. I, I, I think that's why we see him being left in the lineup. And uh, when, you know, when guys like Sveshnikov are there, I think that's just another reason why uh, he sticks in. For sure. No, I mean, you got the, 
people don't real. I, I feel like it's kind of swept under the rug his age too. He's not yes. like he's like he's what twenty five. I mean, he's not a he's not an old dude. It's not like I think people when people think of him, they think of some like late twenties, early thirties kind of player, like you said, like a fill in the gap kind of stop. You know, just gonna fill it in until better options arise. Like he's he's still in his mid twenties. He, he's mm-hmm. young, so like I I don't I don't mind that take at all. And I think I think you have a point there when you said that I think that that's why um, he's getting a lot of those fourth line minutes and some of those prospects are are up and down or just flat out down at this point. I think that you know, and and this might rub certain people like even the wrong way, you know, those kids are going to be there next year. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and again, that's the back to that debate of, would you rather them play nine minutes in Detroit or 20 in, in Grand Rapids? Like, you know, those kids are going to be there, let them get their playing time. And then we can see what we have with a guy like Adam Ernie, a 25 year old, like, like you said, it's, it's, I know this team is bad. So like using it as a, as a prototype is a little probably not smart, but like when you have a fourth liner that's getting power play minutes, like that's, that's like something, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's not completely just like sweep it under the rug and just ignore it. Like that's a, that's interesting to, mm-hmm. to you know, yes, it, yes. Interesting. That, so this is a very much a, let's keep an eye on it. Kind right. Of exactly. Exactly. It, it's not a, it's not a set in stone. This dude's going to be here, you know, this dude's going to be around, but at his age, and the role that he is picking up, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Absolutely. And and if he keeps this production up, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep Yeah, like uh, he's not a guy you protect in the expansion draft, but he's a right. guy you hope that they For don't sure. take. You know, For like sure. uh it's one of those sorts of things. So well, we got Adam Ernie watch on the brain. So we'll keep an eye on that <laughs> over the next couple of weeks. Uh you guys you knew we had to talk about the horn, right? We're, we're going to yes. talk about that. as my friend, uh, Justin, I can't remember what his, uh, at Twitter is. It's, I think it's the Iser plant. There's so many like oh, yeah. Iser. At, at I, I think he's, I think he's Iser plan. Okay. Oh, maybe, uh, ah, maybe not. I don't remember. I don't remember. Well, Justin, if you're listening to this, uh, shout out honky McConkerson. We're going to talk about him <laughs> in the next segment, but first I got to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. And you should have bet on the, the Red Wings to cover against Tampa Bay lightning tonight because he only lost by one. Had you done that, had you taken the puck line, you would have won a little bit of money. Look at that. Uh, football might be over, but the NBA college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Scott, are you into any uh, reality TV? Uh, I am a massive Bachelor fan. So are you really? Ab- oh, dude! I you know those weekly recaps I or the recaps I do like after like yeah. the Tigers games. I yeah. do those about the Bachelor, bro. I am How not have even I kidding you. It? I am. I see. I don't. I don't put those out in the Twitter sphere. Oh, <laughs> where do you put them? I put we'll them... talk about it another time. Yeah, Bet online <laughs> also has you covered for the new. We'll talk about it on the podcast another time. <laughs> Bet online also has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. So head to the website and use your mobile device today to sign up. Enter the promo code Locked On, and you'll receive a fifty percent welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. I should clarify. I believe the the promo code you put it in when you make the deposit. So make the deposit, and you'll get fifty percent of that given to you for free by bet online uh the nice folks at bet online your online sportsbook experts 
that is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. Every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, where we're getting back into segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. But before we can get to the horn honky McConkerson, friends call him just a honk, uh, we have to address something. So Scott, during the ad read, <laughs> said he records post-game recaps of The Bachelor and posts them, but not on Twitter. And so Correct. let's unpack that. Uh, yes. So the full backstory is that uh, it's just on my Snapchat. So all the oh, people okay. that have my Snapchat then see it. I will uh, right now. But uh, <laughs> so basically the backstory really quick, okay, is that um, I have never been into reality TV period ever. I've always just watched sports pretty much like always. So my uh, little sister was a uh, very big, started watching The Bachelor and my whole mom's side of my family really um, with my sister got Hulu. It's on Hulu, etc. Whatever. Started watching it, and uh, I've never watched like a full season, like start to finish, like ever, because I've never been that interested in it. And so I decided to just go head first, like jump all in. And now I I get on a phone call with my sister and my mom's side of my family every week, and we watch together. And then I record minute long post episode recaps. I kid you not. That's really sweet. It's it's uh it's pretty electric at times. <laughs> That's really nice, man. All right, uh, <laughs> let's move on to the the horn. So the horn. Yes. If you missed tonight's game, if you missed the first period, basically there was a malfunction with the clock, with the horn, whatever. Where every fifty nine second mark, <laughs> the horn was just going off for no reason. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how like an error comes up like that. Like that is so funny to me. Like technical, I don't understand any of it. Like it's to hilarious. me, the only way that can happen is like somebody pouring Kool-Aid out, like somebody spilled Kool-Aid, <laughs> you know, like, to, like, I don't understand how a glitch like that happens and they couldn't figure it out. So like the first time or two, I believe they stopped play and they were like, all right, let's see if we can figure it out. And then long story short, they didn't. <laughs> and so they just kind of were like, all right, Hey, just so you guys know at every 59 second mark, the horn's going to go off and you're just going to keep have to play through it. And that's exactly what happened. And it was awesome. It was incredible. It was, it was incredible. It was. It was. Am I going to, I, I'm, I'm going to give the wings a little more credit and to say that that's why they may have gotten <laughs> played a decent game. I'm going to give them a little more credit because I, you know, I like the red wings. Sure. Um, but at the same time, there's no way in the first period, like the first 10 minutes, that that was not the most confusing thing of all time for them. Yeah, it no, had to have ab- just been obnoxious as well. Absolutely. I uh, Maybe it was something that kind of, especially if you're the visiting team, you know, you're trying to like find your groove to domination and it just doesn't. <laughs> and it just keeps throwing you off a little bit. Like the first time that they pause play for it, I'm pretty sure like, they were entrenched in the offensive zone and Stamco and like uh, four guys at once, like just threw their hands up the second the horn went off. Yes. yes. And, uh, <laughs> it 
was so funny. The, it was so funny, bro. The tweet of the night, um, and it was actually read on Fox Sports Detroit yes. uh, by John Keating, is uh, our friend at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, Helmeroids, the meme lord, the meme, meme factory. Lord. Absolutely. Uh, she, she had a tweet. It was like, light the lamp and that was crossed out and then it just honked the horn. <laughs> honk I was horn. I was legitimately howling and I was so 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 happy for myself and for her yes. that John Keating uh read that live on air. So yeah, that was awesome. she is she is obviously infamous a, a legend in in Red Wings Twitter and the Red Wings Twitter community. So that's always it's always nice to see one of your own make it. You know yes, that's yes. always nice. That's always uh, nice. <laughs> so I want to talk about last two things we got to talk about. Anthony Mantha fight against Anthony Chernak. We'll get to that in a second. Yes. Well, fight in quotation marks. Uh, <laughs> Philip Zadina, again, he scored two goals in, in the Red Wings last game on Thursday night. Frankly, <laughs> my brain is so cooked. I don't even remember who they played. I think it was Carolina. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> that right. Sounds right. Um, we host a Red Wings podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, was, it was Carolina. <laughs> I remember. It was a Sveshnikov Cup. Um, oh, there you go. There you go. So, uh, he scores twice in that game. And then he comes out tonight. He has an assist on the first power play goal. And then Patrick Nemeth lets a bomb go from the point in the second period. And guess who's standing out front, making sure that Vesna winning goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky cannot see it. It's Philip Zadina on the rush, gets to the front of the net, makes it, makes himself uh, useful when he doesn't necessarily have a, a direct play. And what do you know? Good things happen. I, I, I just like he there was another point, I think it was in the third period where he was like calling for a puck from Gagne after his own entry. And he tried to put it over Vasilevsky's right shoulder, short side coming down the left wing. And he just missed it. And he, he knew it, too. He was mad. Like he was like shaking his head, like coming down from an impossible angle against Vasilevsky, just missed and then was like shit, visibly upset with himself. He looked he looked great tonight. He looked fast. Yes. Like he looked fast tonight, man. Like he looked so fast. And there's one move. It might have been that shot that he missed over the shoulder. He put one move where he he went like like back. I don't even know how to describe it, but he put together one of the nastiest deeks I I've seen in the season from a player wearing a a, a winged wheel sweater. Um he he looked great and I I could not get over how how fast he looked, man. He looked, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know if that's just me we, not uh, not appreciating it before, but he looked damn fast tonight. We are starting to see the beginning of Philip Zadina starting to figure it out in the National Hockey League. Yep, and time. I am perfectly okay with making that proclamation as like confidently as I am because like it, it just it's it's night in and night out the the intangibles were there all along the play was there all along but the results necessarily weren't the results weren't there for really anybody on the Red Wings team over that time then all of a sudden he kind of starts putting it together right uh you know over these last couple of weeks and it's just so nice to see it, it is one of those heartwarming things that he can sure. you know he kind of has a great game. They have four days off, and then uh, he comes right back, and, and he's Doesn't one of the best players on the ice uh, for the Red Wings again. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and the you're seeing the growth of so many different aspects at the mm -hmm. same time. Like you're yeah. seeing, you're obviously seeing the the scoring and the shooting ability like slowly start to grow. But the most mm -hmm. impressive thing is the passing, man. 
Yeah. His and the four checking. Yeah, big time, big time. Like it, the just the growth that we've seen uh, since he got called up for sure. But just in this in this season as well is is so awesome, and it's so fun to watch. Uh, last thing we got, Eric Chernak. He's a little shit. Um, he, yes. was, was it just me or was like he just being a prick tonight? Yeah, yeah I don't, he was, I don't really know. I honestly. I couldn't really tell you like Eric Chernak's like style. Like I couldn't tell you if that's like how he always is or not, but right. like it just seemed like he was kind of just being extra. Yeah. At, he was just times. like, he was, he was, he did it uh, to Larkin like at, on a shot attempt and like Larkin cross checked him. In the yeah. yeah. Uh, and then later it was kind of a similar situation if I remember correctly, but Mantha is coming down the right wing and he gets a shot off and then Chernak kind of gives him something nasty as he's letting it go. And then he, he literally punches Mantha while they're still like skating together, like in pre-confrontation mode. And then uh, his gloves like half off and then he just boops it on Mantha's face and Mantha's like, all right, like, what do you want me to do? And so like he drops his gloves and then they pretend to fight each other for 45 seconds. Like that went on for way too long. Uh, yes. And, and then it was over. Yes. Yeah. No. I, uh, yeah. Mantha's helmet didn't even come up. No, yeah, <laughs> I don't think either of their helmets came up. They literally just like about it. pushed each other yeah. around. And like, that yeah. was it. Which I is, was, which is great. Which is great. Yeah. Like, that's I, what we, that's what I, I was terrified. Yes. <laughs> I was terrified. I was screaming at my TV. Yeah. Do not break your head. Do not break your head. Do not yeah. break your head. I was horrified. You know, he's like, he's like, uh, you know, I'm really not supposed to be doing this right now. Man. <laughs> you know, like, but you're leaving me no eyes. choice, man. Yeah, yeah no, I, I was just very happy that. Dude, Magic you know, you know, Steve Eisman, you know how pissed he's going to be. Come on, man. <laughs> Call me some slack. Don't make me do Come this. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, shit. I was All just right. very happy he was not. His hands are fine. His hands are fine. Yes. Uh, I think that does it to recap this 4-3 loss by the Red Wings. Uh, you got anything else? No, like I said, man, this is just, this is a best case scenario loss. Competitive game against yes. a really good team, but we still take the loss and and, and we and we got a point. Reminiscent of this year's Detroit Pistons, you would say? Correct. I would say, I would say eerily similar to be completely honest with you. But how? But Wait, how? actually, don't <laughs> tell me. We have a two-part episode coming with Matt Shook from Lockdown Pistons tomorrow where we break down all of it. Uh, we kind of talk about the, the state of the really rebuilds. Of yeah, thanks, man. Uh, we kind of break down the state of the rebuilds for each team. We uh, kind of go through why wins or losses for the Pistons feel different than losses for the Red Wings uh, and just kind of do some comparisons there. It's It's been a while since we've checked in with them. They're also having a tanking season also uh, looking to get the number one pick out of this year. So uh, it's a fun conversation. It's two parts coming tomorrow. I think both episodes are going to be kind of short regardless, but so it won't be too much of a chore, probably like 45 minutes altogether. Um, So yeah, should be a good time. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team. Are you? I didn't know you were handing me the torch there. I looked away. It's your team every day. We are just supposed to say every day. But yeah, good job. Well, I got it. It's okay. I, <laughs> well, it, it, we had taken so much time. I had to go back. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> You're locked on Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.